this is the Bedford Blues Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Blues Podcast. Well, after a two-month layoff, the squad has regrouped and is back in pre-season training for the 2022-23 championship campaign. Within this year's core group, there are 17 players who remain from last season, there's four new faces, and the heralded return of our former captain and Century Club inductee, Michael Le Bourgeois. Ahead of the new season, and in the midst of our first week back in pre-season, I've caught up with Bourge to discuss his return to Goldenton Road, what he learnt from his spell at Premiership Heavyweights Wasps, and why taking a player-coach role at Bedford is the perfect next stage of transition in his career. Well, Bouge, welcome back to Goldington Road, your first official day of pre-season, filming back here at Goldington Road. What sort of memories does this bring back for you? Uh, no, it's a, it's a pretty special place here uh, for me personally. Yes, I had a good five years here, thoroughly enjoyed it, uh, really enjoyed the rugby. Um, and I think for me, it was uh, the town itself uh, it's always got a sort of a bumper crowd and it's just a pretty special place to play, especially with the hill. Um, it's nice, it's good, good crowd. What are the reasons why you've joined us at this stage in your career? Or rejoined us, I should say. I had a good time with the Wasps, um, but, you know, my, my time come to an end there. Uh, it's part of the business is what it is. But uh, something that, you know, drew me back here was, was I, got, I got a phone call from Mike and... Uh, just expressing the fact that he really wanted me to return and sort of maybe maybe help me look to the next step in my career. And I think that was something that uh, just drew me in straight away. Um, just get back to really enjoy rugby. Um, and again, just looking for maybe potentially taking that next step in uh, the next stage, which is uh, a real shame. Yeah, that player-coach role, is that what you know excited you to come back? Uh, yeah, it's just something different. Um, I think for me, I'm, I'm, I've come as a, as, a, as a player first. Uh, like I say, I want to get back to in, enjoying what I do and I've done for so many years and what better place to, to come back to is uh, Collington Road here. So I think obviously the bonus is having the help and the you know, support around me to you know, potentially look at that, that coaching role moving on. But I think first and foremost, uh, the play role is what I've, what I've come here to do. You left Bedford Blues as the championship player of the year. What sort of player are you rejoining Bedford Blues as? I've, I've gone away. I've got a bit of uh, bit of experience uh, with wasps, um, and I'm excited to bring back uh, any sort of any knowledge and uh, progress that I've made myself in in my playing ability. And hopefully, I'll, I'll bring that back here and uh, can express that to uh, some of the young boys that are here. We had the first squad get together on Friday. First training session is about to take place in a couple of hours. What have you already seen here that you can put an impact on? Not much. It's a pretty good setup. Uh, <laughs> no, I, you know, like I said, I, I, I come, I've come back, and, and what I can bring is the knowledge of sort of what happens a step above. But what what I can do is is help sort of the young crew that's that's here and help them develop into uh, and to be better better players and help their knowledge of the game. And hopefully, playing with them could sort of bring out bring out the best of them and help them move to the next step if if that's what they want. Be pre-season what number ten for you this this year maybe in your professional career what uh, what what keeps you driving and coming back? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. In all honesty, uh, no. The fact that special driving pre-season's the same in most places, so it doesn't really change too much. But it's uh, 
it's a bit noisy to say, but I, I you know, I, I like playing rugby. That's why I do it. I do it because I enjoy playing the game and the aspects that surround the game. So, you know, for that reason, it, uh, you know, draws me back every end. Like most players say, it's, uh, you try and drag, you know, the career out as long as you can. But I think as long as you're enjoying it, then you've got to keep going and you push yourself until, until you're ready for that next step. I'm sure you've always had targets throughout your career that probably change season by season in terms of what you want to get out of a campaign. What are you looking to get out of this one? Be back playing, back, be back in, back enjoying the game. I said, I had a good, good few years with Wasps and the, the last sort of few months were sort of let down by the fact just I wasn't, wasn't involved and I didn't get uh, the game time in the last few, few months there. So I said, for me, I only do it because I enjoy playing the game. And I think for me, it's for, you know, falling back in love with rugby again and, and being out there with a smile on my face and uh, throwing the ball about. So I think that's, that's for me, it's just uh, bringing that smile back and uh, hopefully the crowd will see that. And I guess it's very cliche to say, but when players always talk about that, play with a smile on your face, play attacking rugby, Bedford is what everyone always first thinks of, I guess, in, in that respect, there was no other choice for you to make. Yeah, it's always been renowned for, for playing attacking rugby. I think people listening to this would have seen the highlights of uh, Bedford's campaign last year, some outstanding tries. So I think to be to be part of that and add to that is uh, should hopefully bring something a bit special. This podcast will go out 10 days to go until early bird prices end on season tickets. How important are the Blues family to you and how important are they going to be for the team next season? Yeah, I think, uh, like, like I said earlier, earlier before, was the the town itself, Bedford, and the support that, that come and support the boys week in and week out are, you know, you're an extra extra person on the field. And I think it, it shows when you got, like I say, you get a bumper crowds of three, four thousand pounds. You, you don't get it anywhere else in the champ apart from the odd team that's come down, but that's not happened this year. So I think, you know, that support, it, it can't help enough. And I think uh, the boys will definitely appreciate that and need you this season. Let's talk a little bit more about that player coach role which you go into next season obviously I've heard booze the player and take this in the positive way I've heard you know how you like to be the joker of the dressing room but really serious on the field how much does that change when you're a player coach because you've kind of got to toe both lines now yeah um I think that was uh that was the conversation we had uh, a week ago when the coaches sort of met was it's it's obviously it's, it's going to be tough to differentiate the, the difference between the two, but I think for me, it's it, at the end of the day for a start it's a learning curve, and I think I'm going to sort of take take it as it comes, and I'll uh, adapt as needed. But I'm excited to be on the other side of what it is as, as playing. And player coaches are not a new thing in rugby. It's been around long time. It's been around in sport for a while. How much do you think that's going to be? A positive that you see things from both sides. You can go into those coaching meetings and say, "Well, actually, on the field, this is going right. This isn't going right." And then when you're on the field, you kind of you're the coach, general leader on the field. You know what the messages are that you've got to tell the boys when things are going right and going wrong. Uh, yeah, I think it's 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 probably just the similarity of having 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 a voice on both sides. Um, I say on the field of having a voice of maybe. Being sort of the older head and and maybe controlling it a little bit, um, but again, just appreciating on the other side of the coaching side of 
I understand what it's like to be as a player. So I think that that connection is definitely going to help as I bring that forward to Mike for, for different, you know, varying situations and stuff. But I think, yeah, that link uh, should hopefully prove a, uh, a good aspect. I would never want to pick your position, but just looking at it logically, when you look at the, the players on our on our roster, if you and Jamie Elliott were in the centres next season, that's something like 300 premiership caps, 100 premiership tries, whatever it may be. Is that experience that, although you're the player coach, you're the you're one of the senior figures, you have got other people around you as well to bounce off. It's not just you and a bunch of kids kind of thing. Yeah, of course. Like I said, I'm, I'm coming as a player first. So I, I think that, like I said, that, that potential partnership is is something that can, can really work with. And I think, although we've both got really old knees and we're not going to be the fastest on the pitch, uh, there's there's a lot of people surrounding us that are, will finish those those opportunities off. So I think it's not just that, the, the, the centre partnership, I think there's there's a few positions uh, in the squad that really bring that experience and I think can help the uh, the younger boys, especially the boys coming down on loan and the younger boys around there at the moment. I think it's a, a real good mix of, let's say, experience, older heads and, and, and the younger, younger, fresh bodies, as it were. You spoke about those last few months at Wasps and the frustrations you had. Obviously, injury didn't help with that either. Does it almost, now you're back in Bedford, fuel that fire a little bit more, that you're ready to go go again? Yeah, of course. It's uh, it's probably a good thing to say. It's like my, my body's pretty fresh because I've not, not been knocked, knocked out every, every week. But yeah, no, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm coming coming into this season fresh with a, with a, with a bit of a hunger to, to play and, and enjoy, enjoy some rugby. So... Like I said, hopefully that, that shows um, and hopefully I can bring the other side of the coach's side and help bring out, you know, the ability of uh, the players around me. You spoke about the, the lone players we'll be getting in from Northampton Saints. Um, you'll be one of the, the key figures they'll be looking at to learn from. How excited are you to be working with those players that are in the England under-20s camps at the moment and all that kind of stuff? Because they're coming to Bedford basically we crafted into a rugby player. Yeah, no, I think um, the link between, you know, Northampton and Bedford is, is huge at the moment. I think um, having the opportunity to, for myself, for Sean, um, to go up and see Jake Sharp, who's up there, see Ian Vass and, and spend some time with uh, the younger boys up there in their environment with uh, Northampton. I think it's just, it's just going to bring my knowledge and, and bring the knowledge to, to help grow the, those younger players and, hopefully bring that back to Bedford where they can express themselves whilst building their own sort of their own ability for, for their futures. Like it might, it might be a stepping stone. It might not, but I think just nurturing that ability and, and building up is uh, going to be key. But I guess building what you know is the Bedford DNA, the Bedford ethos, is going to be one of the important messages to them. So you've got to, you've got to buy into this club while you're here. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, We've got this obviously a mix of of Northampton and Bedford. I think the environment for both is uh, just just adapting to to like you might say the Bedford way, but it's the same point. It's just embracing what what the character and what what Bedford bring out in you. So uh, hopefully that, that definitely comes out. Wasps kind of had it with they lent a few players to Amtill, lent a few players to Coventry last season. Do you see that? As the way forward for rugby at the moment, um, I, th I think it's tough. I think it's tough with the the salary cap, with having 
lot of teams have had to have uh, you know their squads shortened as it were. So I think look, I think if you if you if you're not involved and you're one of those sort of fringe players, sure. But I think if you're outside of that, uh, I think what better place to I think you need to be playing week in week out, and I think that's the only way you can improve. So I think. The clubs having better links with with the championship teams is definitely the way forward. Um, if I'm honest, I think the champ needs a bit more money pumped into it, but that's probably not for me to say. But yeah, I think that that links is uh, a link is you know, pretty special and it needs to be uh, encouraged a lot more. And you're one of the players that can speak from experience because you don't get in the Premiership without the Championship. No, hundred percent. I, th- I, I think uh, I think Ben Gully's got a, got a podcast and it says I think I think maybe ninety percent of the Premiership have played in the Championship, so there's like the statistics are there to prove that the Championship needs a, a bit more work to help promote it to get the Premiership as a uh, you know stronger contingent. So yeah, I think it's uh, on on that aspect. It's definitely it's definitely statistically there to prove the point. But whether it does or not, who knows? And that wasps you saw it consistently because you're you're new. Scrum coach. I know you're not involved in the scrum, but the, the new scrum coach at Wasps was ingrained in the championship. You obviously had Josh Bassett with you. Um, I'm sure you can tell us how he's doing at Wasps and various other yeah, you know, like I think, players that are coming through. Yeah, I think obviously, I think Lee Lee did Rotherham, uh, Folksy did uh, Nottingham, same with uh, Matt Everard. So I think even on the coaching side, it, it shows that if you're doing well in the championship, you, you, you can make that step up. And I think, let's say, Josh Bassett's a prime example coming from Bedford. is He's now in, in the leadership. He's been at Boston maybe eight, nine years in the seasons. Um, and he's, he's doing really well. He's in there week in, week out. And I think he's one of, the, one of the top guys. Same with Ali Price, who's come from here. British and Irish Lion. I think there's, there's so much to be said from boys doing well and the opportunities that come from doing well in the championship. Just to, just to prove to prove any point that's out there for any doubters who, who who think it's sort of dead, it needs to be sort of revived in that sense. I don't know if you've necessarily thought about it, but if I give you the keys to the championship and I said create the championship how you would want it to be, what would you do differently and what would you keep the same to its current format? Uh, <laughs> uh, it needs it definitely needs a bit more investment, I think. Um, just put up the grounds, but can maybe get a bigger squad. Boy, the you know, boys need to be looked after a little bit at the moment. There's three quarters of the team, and maybe due, due to COVID, is obviously a different story. But a lot, a lot of teams are sort of part time uh, as well, and then moving into sort of doing the rugby in the evenings. I think there, I think there potentially needs to be sort of a. Uh, the Premiership have got an RPA, which is Rugby Players Association. I think there is room for that in the Championship uh, to help boys and encourage them to do stuff outside of rugby. But yeah, I think uh, it seems a bit fun and to get more players involved and then maybe you don't need those links so much. But uh, for the quality in the Championship, there should be a lot more players making the step up than can actually do that at the moment. You talk about that part-time element a little bit in that answer there. I'm guessing for you player coaches where it's going to stay, you're not going to be looking to do much elsewhere. Um, the championship, I'm guessing, was full-time when you were in it last. 
Um, how are you going to help the boys and manage their workload and that kind of thing? Because we, we've done it really well in the last 18 months, but to make sure that they don't overdo it. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I, I think it's really tough for, for the boys that have worked, they've done a, a nine to, let's say, four. <laughs> um, and they come in, they get it straight in and do the weights, do a bit of physio, and then have to kind of train at sort of an acceptable standard of what Bedford has set. As, as an example, I think managing those people mentally and or physically is, is obviously a challenge in itself. I think Jamie does, does a really good job here. And I think looking after looking after the boys mentally, giving them the peace of mind that if they're not right, look after them rather than force them to train, you know, day in, day out. Um, so, yeah, I think just... I think managing it is uh, it's a pretty exceptional task to take on, but I think you know Jamie, Mike, and and Mayor and the staff all do, do a pretty good job here, especially. And do you think that the fact you've come back to bed with a family now that you can embrace that a bit more? You kind of know what to say a bit better. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, no, I wouldn't say that. I'd say I'm feeling I'm a bit more chaos, but <laughs> I think I, I can get away a bit more now. I think so. I can. I can see the the childish and cheeky sides coming out of a younger me. So, um, no, look, look I've, if if the if the boys want to talk, like I said, I, I feel like having myself as a player coach, I'm sort of a link between sort of the, the management and the players. So I think if boys want to want to lean on me and use me to vent, and if we're not doing something right, use me to go and tell. I'll tell the coaches. It's then that's fine. I'm happy to, to take that on. I think it's definitely worth uh, worth doing and accepting on my behalf anyway. Perfect. Well, Bruce, you've been perfect to uh, catch up. Really enjoyed that. Um, fans keep on asking for you to be our content lead for the rest of the season, so I'm sure we'll be catching up sooner rather than later. But yeah, great to have you back at Bedford and best of luck for next season. Not a problem. Thank you. Well, that's all we've got time for on this latest episode of the Blues Podcast. As this episode is recorded and released, there are just 10 days left to take advantage of our early bird season ticket prices, which will conclude on Friday the 15th of July. Don't miss out on joining us on the 2022-23 journey. By purchasing yours now, head to www.bedfordrugby.co.uk for all the details. Fixture weekends have been released for the new campaign, with Blues starting on the road to our old rivals Coventry. We hope to bring you finalised dates and kickoffs next week, alongside some announcements in regards to our pre-season fixtures. It's back to business at Goldenton Road now, with lots of exciting news, including the club's full acquisition of the Borough at the Blues, more business club meetings and our AGM. Keep checking our website and social media for all the latest news and updates. Continue to buy your season tickets and stay tuned very soon for the next episode of the Blues Podcast.